0: Is this is this my, my house. house? And, and please. Looks like I picked the wrong week, week when I put a It's like eating a spoonful of grain. Sure, it'll clean you out. It'll leave your collar outside. Final, Final checkpoint. Answer, Answer this, this question. question. What is the most unattractive male first name in the English language? Keith. Keith. And we are back. It is It's Keith Grief show, Return of the Petty. It's been a long, long time, but I am excited if you're watching on Facebook Live on my own personal Facebook page. Uh, the uh, you can listen to the whole show sounds and all by heading over to LateNightSportsRadio.com The dot com. The calling number, if you should be so inclined to join the discussion tonight, is five eight five six three three seven four eight seven. That's five eight five six three three seven four eight seven. So uh, we're not going to catch up because it's been l- almost like a year since I've done this thing. So we're just going to jump into. Uh, we're going to start off with a little bit we'll call headline. School is in session. Um, so so much for the Raptors being dead, huh? Norm Powell, that's right. The, the proverbial NBA star Norm Powell scored a career-high 25 points. This is according to the Associated Press. BT dubs. Kyle Lowry adds 16 points in 10 assists. There was so much hyperbole when the Raptors went down early in the series that you know first of all people were trying to claim that they had become a power uh, in the Eastern Conference let's just hold off just just a, just a little bit there um and then they asked if it was all going to come crashing down well you know here we are now they're up 3-2 on, on the bucks whoever could whoever thought you could count on the Milwaukee Bucks for anything in general like I've I've said this before in, in shows past Milwaukee is one of those blah sports towns uh, they have the packers and uh and they don't even really have them it's green bay right but it's wisconsin so it's all one i mean aside from the packers and making a murderer what what does wisconsin really have i guess cheese okay if cheese is your thing then great or if uh wrongfully convicting murderers is your thing then then great shout out to you uh uh Los Angeles for uh, not convicting the one guy that actually probably did it anyway um but uh, Milwaukee is just uh, there's the Brewers there's the Bucks god if any franchise needed a new name it's the Bucks i mean Aside from maybe my wife, who's afraid to death of deer, uh, jumping out at the car at any random moment, w- when has a buck instilled fear, unless you're like, I don't know, trapped in the woods somewhere and, and you're getting stampeded? It, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't instill any kind of, you know, macho, machismo, fear, or whatever you want to call it, but... uh You got the Milwaukee Bucks, the Brewers. Yeah, I get the the beer uh, heritage there. And then there's nothing else. You know what else is another blah sports town? San Diego. Couldn't even hold on to the Clippers, the Padres, and their beige uniforms. I mean, could you be any more bland? That's what Milwaukee is—is a sports town. The best thing you have sports-wise, Milwaukee, is the Packers, and you can't even claim that. They're not even yours. But anyway. Next up is uh, Madison Bumgarner. Now, look, I am all for people having hobbies. I'm not going to criticize anybody for wanting to enjoy their day off. But if you're Madison Bumgarner and your whole paycheck is in that joint that joins your arm to your torso and it's April and you get a random, I think it was a Thursday off. There are a crap ton, technical term, crap ton of smarter decisions for you to make than to go, uh, Dirt bike riding, and then end up on that shoulder. Like seriously, let's just take this like through its natural progression. So you're friends with Madison Bumgarner. I don't know. Maybe he was with family. I don't know. I didn't didn't get that part of the story. Anyway, somebody's with him, and they're like, "Hey, what do you want to do? It's your day off, man." And he looks at you and goes, hey, let's rent some dirt bikes. Yeah, that'll be fun. Let's go rent some dirt bikes and go at really high speeds over rag- rugged terrain. Who knows what could happen? If you're that family member or that friend, who are you to sit there and go, like, yeah, man, that sounds great. Awesome. Forget about that multimillion dollars pitching thing. Anybody can throw a baseball. Dirt bikes are forever, man. Like, seriously. And and, and now he's he's in a sling. He's got to go for another MRI. And they asked him whether he'd be able to pitch again this year. Remember, it's April. Season's not even a month old. And his response is that he doesn't want to put a timeline on it, but he would be Really disappointed if he could. Well, thank you, Madison. I just I, I can't get over this the stupidity. It's not really a, a news story. It's an accident, and it's a news story because of its stupidity. I, I just can't I can't get over the thought process that during the season, I'll, I'll even go so far as to say is if, if this happened in December or January. November even, if the, Giants, if the Giants aren't playing World Series baseball in the first week of November sometimes, the schedule, however the schedule works out. If this happens in the offseason, not on my radar. Damn, it sucks. Hope he's, hope he's back by midseason. But it's friggin' April. How bad do you need a day off? You've been playing baseball for just over two and a half months. How bad do you need a day off, a break, get away from and, and you're a starting pitcher. You play once every fifth game. Not even fifth day. Once every fifth game. How bad do you need a break from it all, the stress of it all? That you gotta go rent, not even not even one of your own. Rent dirt bikes and take chances like that. And I'm not like, this is not some kind of fake like outrage because I'm a fan and he owes it to me. He doesn't owe anything to anybody else but those guys in the locker room. And and, and by the way, in case you don't know, Madison Bumgarner's pretty good. I I'll, I'll, I'll put it in layman's terms. He and I and he for, to his credit, give credit where credit is due, he has sounded remorseful. He he regrets the decision. But you're a grown man. What is what are the moments leading up to that decision where you actually think This is a good thing. This is a good idea. 585-633-7487 if you want to call in. 585-633-7487. If you're listening on Spreaker, hit me up on the chat line in the player there. Also on Twitter, at LN Sports Radio. I'm all about social media. (laughs) Third headline here on, on this website. I'm looking at the the AP Sports uh, site tonight. NFL Draft: Browns still searching for franchise quarterback. Thanks for the news flash update, Tom Withers from the AP. The Browns have been searching for a franchise quarterback. They've been searching for a quarterback. Since the uh, NFL Allowed them to come back in the league Remember the Browns were so bad that they lost their team Remember that folks in the mid 90's When they became the Baltimore Ravens They moved to Baltimore And the NFL purists We gotta have a team in Cleveland We gotta have a team in Cleveland Oh my god So they cut a deal They bring the franchise back Get the band back together they cut a deal where the Ravens' record books is the Ravens' record books, and the Browns' record books would just take over where the old with the old Browns in the history, so that it wouldn't be a uh, expansion franchise. It would be um, a continuation after a suspended franchise, if you will. Whatever the crapshoot is, whatever the crap load is that. And so they go and they, and, and Tim, you can look this all up And, and it's, it's just a litany of mediocrity And mistakes And so here we go again We're going into this, this NFL draft On Thursday And there's the Browns In that familiar position Of having a top five pick But this time Not only do they have a top five pick but They've got the number one overall pick and there's all kinds of information coming out today about the Browns thinking about trading down. I, I I I doubt they are going to trade down, just because you got the number one pick. And there's there is supposedly what scouts are saying is a is a can't miss talent in, in Miles Garrett. Now, the Browns need help all over. You might as well go with the best player available, defensive end, Miles Garrett. But even that now is not becoming. there's not looking like such a sure thing, um, because today on Twitter, mouths like Warren Sapp, Shannon Sharp, starting to throw a little shade. Now Shannon Sharp is is got that awful show with with Skip Clueless or Bayless or whatever the heck his name is, and so I take his opinions with kind of a grain of salt Warren Sapp don't owe anybody anything Warren Sapp was a defensive lineman now I'm not trying to say Warren Sapp is right let me just just get that out of the way right now but if a defensive lineman is looking at this kid and makes comments like he disappeared where was the game that he took over well um, then i guess my ears kind of perk up a little bit and then you do some real some some digging and you realize that Garrett played on a on a bum ankle for a bunch of the year and then you want to look at Warren Sapp and be like what the hell is your problem man there's so much if you're a football fan and and you're into the draft i love the draft it's the one it's it's like uh it's like new year's day you know, everything's new. Everything's optimistic. Everything could come up roses just, just maybe this year. And as a Bears fan, it's every year. Maybe this year. This will be the year. But there's so much information and misinformation, and you can't believe anybody because everybody moving their mouth is full of crap right now. Nobody knows what teams are going to do except those teams that those, those folks in the war room. But the AP gave us a headline just in case we didn't know that the Browns are still searching for a franchise quarterback. And, you know, I don't know if this draft is really going to get – and I can say that about any draft really, but nobody saw Carson Wentz coming. Carson Wentz didn't see Carson Wentz coming. There's all kinds of surprises. Don't don't talk to me about Dak Prescott because – Dak Prescott had a fantastic, great year, not taking anything away, but he just happened to land on a team with an offense that was already performing pretty good. And, yes, Tony Romo got hurt, and and he got rushed into it, but he went to the team that had the best offensive line, a superstar wide receiver. I know that they didn't hook up all that much, but the mere fact that Des Bryant is on the field – makes life a lot easier for the quarterback. And then with that offensive line and first-round pick, Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, man, talk about winning the lottery. And he took advantage of it to take nothing away from him. I'm not trying to undercut what Dak Prescott did for the Cowboys this year by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're looking for another Dak Prescott or or one of these guys to have a rookie season – like Dak Prescott, on the Browns, on the 49ers, on the Bears next year. It's not going to happen. Those teams are not built, staffed, established anywhere near where the Cowboys offense was going into the draft last year. All right, so let's head on. Let's transition over and let's talk a little uh, NBA playoffs here. We talked a little bit about the Raptors coming back to uh, take a lead on the Bucks, the Celtics. Let me tell you something. I hate the Celtics. Yes, I'm a Laker fan, so that's really not really uh, any kind of news flash to anybody that may or may not have known that about me but being a laker fan and watching my team, my franchise, the franchise that I adore struggle to rebuild and then you turn your head over to the to the other side of the country and you got the goddamn Celtics with Brad Stevens who looks like he just graduated junior high and this little point guard Isaiah Thomas that Sacramento didn't think they could build around. And so now he goes to Boston and all of a sudden he's king of the world. And the Celtics were dead down to nothing. Now they come back and they're tied. If In the NBA playoffs, home court advantage is supposed to mean something. Not so much in this series, but... Uh, And and where the Bulls are as a franchise, man, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Dwayne Wade going forward. It it really will. They're just, they got the new coach or second year coach, you know, they got Jimmy Butler who's supposed to, is going to be the guy to build around, but you watch that team and it just seems like there's just something keeping everything from joining together can't put my finger on it, really. But you watch the Bulls play, and there's just, there's just something just not... that ah, can't... You can see it. You can feel it. You just can't figure out what it is. It's frustrating. The Wizards, who I think are, is, is one of the more underrated teams in, in, in basketball, with a series lead over the Hawks. The Cavaliers... Swept the Pacers for nothing, so yeah, LeBron James hasn't lost a first round uh, playoff game in about two hundred and six years. So they sweep the Pacers, and what does Pacers president President Larry Bird do immediately? Drives an Indy car down uh, New York to make its case for Indiana to host the next available All Star game, whatever that is. Oh man, if if, if, Indiana basketball, Pacers basketball more specifically, where's that team going to go? I mean, I'm ready to call Paul George gone. Maybe I'll be wrong. But when he goes, where is that team going? Jeff Teague going to carry you? CJ Miles Monte Ellis who has been like the guy that everybody wants until they don't want him Aaron Brooks Lance Stevenson <laughs> you're about to lose your star like 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 Paul George is your guy and he's about to to leave one way or another and uh you want the league to to highlight your city for an All Star game? I don't know if I'm, if I'm in, if I'm the NBA, I'm I'm, I'm giving Indiana uh, I don't know a couple of years to figure out what they want to be before I start wanting to th- to throw my weight behind uh, behind the All Star game in that city. That's just me though. Warriors and Trailblazers win and What's going on with, with Steve Kerr's Back Dude that is it, that is a sordid Story 585-633-7487 585-633-7487 If you want to chat And then Mike Brown gets to Step up into the spotlight <laughs> Again as a Laker fan Really I mean the only way that like like the only way that this off season the knife turns for laker fans more is if it's uh somehow uh Golden State versus Houston in the in the Western Conference final I don't even know if that's possible the way they're seated but uh Mike Brown versus Mike Dantoni oh, that would be perfect just perfect And back on the subject about you know, wondering why your team can't put it together. And, yeah, okay, I was talking about the Lakers because I'm a Laker fan, but you can insert any team, really, because there's only a few that have, that can rebuild. But no team is sustained and maintained like the San Antonio Spurs, and that's not a secret to anybody. And they just keep going. Duncan retires. Well oh, I mean, you can go back even farther. David Robinson retires. Eh, we're good. We'll figure it out. We got it down. Tim Duncan retires. Well, get LaMarcus Aldridge. We got this guy, Kawhi Leonard. Mine was getting old, but we'll figure it out. And now we're talking about the end of Tony Parker. Do you doubt that they're going to still be the team to beat in the West or one of the teams to beat in the West? I don't. Rockets and Thunder. Now, the only thing I want to talk about that – I watched the video clip. Everyone's making a big deal out of of uh, the end of the game, it's uh, Russell Westbrook and Stephen Adams, the Thunder Center, sitting at the press conference, and the reporter asks Adams a question about why the Rockets seem to have better luck when Russell Westbrook goes out of the game. Fair question. Completely, everyone, and Everyone has said this. It's a fair question. Westbrook gets all... <clears throat> you're not going to separate us, you're not going to blow us apart, you're not going to drive a wedge, don't ask questions like that, we all stunk, da-da-da-da, and I'm like, whoa. I get where Westbrook is coming from, and it's totally within his right, I'm not saying that he, he shouldn't have done it, he was wrong to do it, I'm, I'm not saying that by by any stretch of the imagination. But at some point, you reporters have a job to do too and to get the the attitude that Westbrook took like this guy was you know in, you know like this guy was going to his house and going to going to kick his dog you know it it's i didn't think the intensity of the response was really matched up with the actual situation that was happening on. I I, I understand why Westbrook's been out of shape, but, but let's be honest. I mean, Westbrook is is, is the, the thing in, in, in Oklahoma City. I mean, we talked about Paul George in, in Indiana. You want to talk about most valuable player, take Russell Westbrook off that team and, and who is there. And James Harden has had a fantastic season as well. But but you can also make that argument for James Harden as well. You take him off that team, who leads Houston? Lou Williams? Patrick Beverly? Maybe. There's more veterans there to pick up the slack, in my opinion, than there is in, in Oklahoma City. And that's why I would give the edge ever so slightly to Russell. But I, I just didn't like the way that um, Westbrook got all, like, insulted about it. it it's, a, it's, it's more than a fair question. It's obviously happening. So the reporter wanted Adam, Stephen Adams' opinion on why he thought it was happening. But no, 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 no. Russell Westbrook's gonna unite the team. You're not, you're not uniting nothing. And the Clippers and Jazz are tied, and I was listening to uh, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio tonight, and they were talking about what happens in the off season if Blake Griffin opts out, and they're talking about max deal. Well, would you give Blake Griffin a max deal i i, I don't see it happening and, and i think about how you know they talk about clay thompson and steph curry and how maybe clay thompson is actually the better basketball player all around and would he ever leave steph curry to go be like the guy and everything i've heard has been, uh, you know, that Clay Thompson's just loving life right now, and as he should. But if you're Blake Griffin, where are you going to go? You know, and, and I believe, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was Jalen Rose that brought up Oklahoma City. Okay, well, yeah, you know, he's he got the Oklahoma connection there, and you know, Russell Westbrook needs another star besides him. But you just can't just plug and play like that. It, it it very rarely works in free agency or trades or whatever you want to say. You don't just pluck one guy from one team and put him on here because he's a really good player and magically everything happens. Do you remember the 2004 Lakers? Yes, the Gary Payton, Carl Malone Lakers. Remember, do you remember that? Yeah. It doesn't always work. The way you would expect it to. But I, I don't see... I If I'm a GM, I am not giving Blake Griffin a max deal without some kind of safety clause in there somehow. And don't ask me how you do that. But the guy's banged up. And then there was that mess last season in the locker room or whatever and with punching people. and Dude, he's a good player. He was once probably going to be the the next it player in the NBA. And through injuries and his own bad decisions, he uh, just just never turned that corner. And, and, and so if he's honestly thinking of opting out, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? And I'm not saying the Clippers are one or even, you know, two steps away from a championship. But they have played you know, teams like the Warriors, pretty tough in the past in the playoffs. But where 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 do you think you're going? I, I, I just don't know. And and maybe there's a magical fit that will you know, oh yeah. Like when I hear it I'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But I I I don't see like to me, like Blake Griffin in in and the Clippers is kind of a uh he doesn't know whether he wants to. Whether he wants to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He doesn't know whether he wants to. Uh, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going. Sometimes he, he. It's almost like he gets lost. But you can't just say, "Well, I'm going to go here, and, I, and I'm going to be the only low post player here, um, and so yeah, that that's a fit for me, and that's going to work." Well, it might. and It might not. And then if it doesn't. Then you gotta leave CP three. DeAndre Jordan, who I still stand by my claim that he's the mother of all one trick ponies. He's gotta walk away from Doc Rivers, who players like to play for. So if if you are gonna go, hey, you better make, if you are gonna opt out, you better a make sure you get your money and two, yeah, via Condias, I hope everything works out for you. I don't see a team in the NBA that's going to give him a max deal. Because there's no way in hell I would. No bop. All right, so we talked a little bit about the uh NFL draft before in the in the Cleveland Browns. And uh I watched this the a little bit of this ESPN special today with um all of their draft nicks and draft gurus and Bill Polian and you know I, Bill Polian has forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. Probably, I, I mean, you give the guy credit. I mean, he he built the Bills, he built the Colts, the Peyton Manning Colts. But sometimes when he when he when he when he starts talking. Like, I I can't think of a. I can't tell you a specific example, but it's just the way that the words come out of his mouth. I just get the feeling that "Mm, maybe I shouldn't be listening. Maybe I shouldn't be taking everything you say with a grain of salt or for for granted. I should be taking it with a grain of salt. That's what I was trying to say. And so I'm watching these guys, and and this wasn't even Polian's pick, what I'm going to talk about right now, but. they had the Browns taking Miles Garrett, and they got to the Chicago Bears at number three. And, yes, this is where I show my fandom. I I'm, do not hide it. Now, the Bears are a team that need a fair amount. Um, <laughs> you know, they obviously need a quarterback. No, Mike Glennon is not the answer. I don't think anybody really thinks that, but I just feel like I, I need to say that. No, Mike Glennon is not the answer. Um They need help at cornerback and safety. And they lost to Alshon Jeffrey in free agency. So that makes Cam Meredith the most, I don't want to say responsible, what's the word, most trustworthy receiver on on the Bears just because he's been in the system longer than – then um oh who's the who who the who's the guy that they uh signed in the off season from Baylor I can't think when i when i find it i'll i'll, I'll let you know but uh Kevin White has been, missed the last two seasons with differing leg injuries so you can't tell me that you're counting on him Chicago so there's a variety of areas that the Bears need to really focus on, and these wonderful, wonderful people—they give me so much to spew about. Pick Alabama defensive end Jonathan Allen to go number three overall to the Bears. Let me tell you this: there is a funny story about being a Bears fan on draft day. Okay, it was two thousand. No, Jeez, wasn't even two thousand. It was nineteen ninety-eight. I remember because I was a senior in college, and I lived in a uh, dorm, uh, upperclassmen dorm. It was like a, it was a suite they called it. They had a common area in the middle and three bedrooms off it, and I had a single room. And I lived with four other four other guys, and I got up and the, I think the Bears were picking ninth or fourth. I don't know. It was it was the top ten, but I'm like, hey, this is a, the the. Uh, Rebirth of draft day everything is optimistic. everything can come up roses so i'm I'm all excited i I get up i out of my college saturday night haze or or the night before haze, whatever day the draft was on back then and uh, we had a table in the in the living room and we were twenty to twenty two year old uh college males, so it was just loaded with empty beer cans. Like it was, it was, just, it was a round table, like a coffee table, and like if you could see a square inch of tabletop, good for you. It was, it was, it was just, it was just empty beer cans all over the place, and 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 I sat down. I had a little little four cup coffee pot, made a cup, made a pot of coffee, settling in, getting ready to watch the draft, and they finally, finally, finally get to the Bears pick. And they get up, and I hear Paul Tagliabue, the Chicago Bears select Curtis Enos, running back, Penn State. And I took my hand and just backhanded all of the empty beer cans that were on that table and just sent them flying. Yes, for the record, I did clean up my mess afterwards, but after all of the noise it it had it, it calmed down in one of the far bedrooms, you can hear my roommate just go, because <laughs> that that's bears draft day. You, you know, you're going to get let down, you know, you know, something is not going to work. It, it just never does. So if they go defensive end, I won't even say Jonathan Allen, cause there's, there's injury issues there. Uh, I, if there's i think there's off the off the field issues there forget about all that for right now if they go just at that position at number three when they need a quarterback where if they don't make a trade to get back up in the first round they're they're probably not going to get the guy they want in the in the second round if they don't go cornerback if they don't go safety at number three with the veritable pick of the litter there. Hell, if they don't even go wide receiver, and I don't know if there's a wide receiver there that that would justify a number three pick. But if you feel really good about a guy, then then just take him. But if they don't address one of those four positions with that pick, without or if they, if they trade down depending on what deal they get, I would I would totally support that. But if they go defensive end at number three overall instead of one of those four positions i mentioned we may just see a repeat of that of that scenario that i just explained to you and i'm going to be out in public so it's it's going to be ugly maybe we'll maybe we'll live facebook stream that display my reaction to the to the potentially crappy bears draft pick thank god phil emery's not in charge anymore that's all i got to say <laughs> So everyone's like Trying to guess Whether Miles Garrett Is really worthy Of the first overall pick And you can bet if, if Cleveland takes him He probably won't work out And it's got nothing to do With experts Picks or anything like that The Browns are A cursed franchise Poor Cleveland fans Art Modell did you a favor When he moved that team Tried to remove The, the misery from your lives But no I could have a team again Gotta have a team again Well now you got a team and it's been 18 years of misery. Absolute misery. <laughs> it's absolutely flipping hilarious. So, let's shift gears and talk a little uh, Major League Baseball here. The Washington Nationals are doing their best to... Uh, Make everybody shut up and stop talking. The New York Mets are fading and they're miserable again. And the Nationals are saying, you know what? This was supposed to be one of our divisions for the taking. So you know what? If if you A-hat are not going to take care of business, then we'll jump out and we'll just go 13-5 and five and, you know, Tied for the most wins in baseball with the Houston Astros and Colorado Rockies. Just wrap your brains around the Colorado Rockies having 13 wins, but the Mets are eight and eleven, two and eight in their last ten. Cespedes out with it with a with an injury. He always he get, seems to get banged up at least once or twice a year. But the Mets can't score runs, so they're not a threat right now. With all, even with all that pitching, this is what happens when you don't uh, build yourself a, uh, a lineup with a leadoff man. You can't score runs. You can't manufacture runs. You're built around the long ball, and your best home run hitter is is, uh, is injured. Jose Reyes has been just an absolute mess, a disaster. Mets are sitting at eight and eleven, five and a half games back. They're behind the Phillies, the frickin' Phillies. They were supposed to be rebuilding this year. Yeah, I know it's April. Plenty of time, but the part that, that, that that's turning the screws right now more than anything is that the Mets are struggling and the frickin' Yankees are 11 and 7. A game and a half behind the Orioles. And all the world is is a flutter about Aaron Judge and the baby bombers if there was you know i'll give it to you this sports universe if there was something that could really really irritate me more than anything it was be giving the yankees another freaking nickname <laughs> baby bombers and what do, well, blue jays fans can, can you tell me what, what the hell is going on with your franchise 5 and 13 5 and 13 really The Astros leading the West, the AL West, thirteen and six. That that's a division that just I don't know between the A's, Rangers, Angels, and Mariners. How could the Astros not win that division? If the Astros don't win that division, somebody should be fired. I'll say it, I'll say it now. I don't care. Got it. In the central, you, you would think that the Cubs are just absolutely destroying everything they come across. Based if you if you if you just went solely on social media, whether it's Facebook or or tweets, if you, if you went just based on what you see in those arenas, you would think the Cubs were world beaters. They're ten and eight. The freaking Reds are are, are half a game behind them. Everybody, calm down. Whole divisions do within two games of each other. And then just to kind of circle around back and put the cherry on the Sunday here, if you will. Um, the San Francisco Giants at 6 and 13. God, it would really be great if they could count on their starting pitcher, Madison Baumgartner, to be healthy the rest of the year, wouldn't they? Because they, they, they absolutely need something here, don't they? i've i've beaten that into the ground i'm not gonna go there anymore so well and with that we are gonna call it a night here on it's keith greaves show i want to thank you all for for joining me We'll be here every monday night at uh, ten p m eastern time in one form or another it may not be live but we it will be here check out eighty seven sportsfanscom dot com and also late night sports radio dot com uh Thank you all for joining me and we will uh, see you next week. Have a good have a good week everybody.